I guess engagement from freshmen this year has maybe been just slightly more than engagement with freshmen from last year. 100%. 100%. Why do you think that is? It's really funny to me because you wouldn't expect it, right? back to Marcos Mosaic, the storytelling series for the Marcos community at Stanford University. My name is Armand Kassam. That snippet was from a conversation I had in early December with Mariam Khalil, a sophomore from Missouri who is this year's Frosh Experience Coordinator. I was interested in reaching out to Mariam about her experience setting up events for first years, her expectations about the online quarter, and also why she joined the Marcos staff in the first place. Our conversation led me on a much more complex and uplifting path than I had first anticipated. In this episode, a snapshot of how some of the first years in our community have managed over an online quarter via group chats, plenty games of Among Us, and some unbreakable bonds of friendship. Can you talk a bit about how you came to the Marcos? So you joined staff this year, and you joined as Farash coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So why that position, and I guess why the Marcos? Okay. It's like the typical story of like admit weekend. I came in, I was like, there's a Muslim community center. And like coming from a place that was like predominantly white evangelical Christian Republican, like I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is so cool. This is so interesting. Um, And so then I was really excited about it. I got to know about it. I got to know the whole spiel about the Americas versus the MSU. I realized I like both of them and I thought they would both fit into my like uh, Stanford experience. And so then after that, I got involved with it. And I think uh, like the, the people there, I know this is like a whole thing at Stanford. Everyone's like, oh, the people. But the people at the Americas were really supportive and really shaped my like frosh year. And I think especially like for like the frosh experience coordinator part of it, like Anika was a huge part of like helping me get settled into Stanford and understanding how I fit into Stanford. And as soon as I saw there was like a frosh experience coordinator, I was like, that has to be me. Although me and Anika are very different people. I was like, I will figure out a way to be like, like more and like <laughs> make it work. And I really was excited about helping the frosh because especially during this year where I thought it would be even more difficult. And I like self-identified as an over-glorified frosh because really I've only had like two normal, like, Stanford quarters so I was like this is just gonna work out and then I was talking to Cassie about it and then I'm here and I'm very happy and I really love helping the frosh it's really great yeah Um, Yeah. that's well that's awesome I I you kind of alluded to this already but you said that this might be more of a difficult year um what were some of your expectations going into fall quarter like what were the conversations you and Cassie were having what were some of the modifications to the frosh experience programming that you thought that you would have to make yeah. For programming, I think once we got into the quarter, we kind of had to feel it out because there hasn't been a virtual quarter before, right? I think the things that were changed the most, like we added this pause program, which is like, it's like a group of, there you have like a sophomore mentor and a group of frosh and you just kind of like talk about things and talk through things and there's themes. So that's something that worked through because I heard that the frosh didn't feel like they had that like dorm type experience or like where they could talk to someone. So we made that. The frosh intern program has completely shifted, I think as well because we have to like cater to the virtual environment. And I also like really wanted to focus on community building allyship and advocacy, just because I think like a lot of the medcas is like 
should be social justice because the reason that the Medcas came about was a lot of student advocacy. So I really want the Frosh, even though they are not like on campus to be able to advocate for themselves and speak up for themselves and like also understand like how to do that for other people and work with other people on that. How would you say that Frosh involvement has actually gone this quarter uh, despite or maybe in, um, beyond your expectations? Yeah, um, the Frosh are like, I will say this over and over and like amazing, phenomenal, just like incredible, like I just like unprecedented. They like they are able to like speak for themselves when they need something or need an extension or need to create a space and they're very vocal about that. And I also think that they're very social and like the people who are more social are actively trying to loop in others. And I think that's like something that's really like great is like, I don't always need to be there. Like I don't need to I don't need to be there creating spaces for them to hold space for each other. Yeah, that is something that I didn't really expect and that I'm very happy to see. I also heard that some of them like demanded more events. Was that also a thing? Yeah, <laughs> because of the virtual nature of everything, I just like put out event ideas and like would see which ones work. And they'd be like, no, we want more of this. We don't want this. And so like there was like the Frosh meetups. I think they wanted more of those. They were like, we want these at different times. And something that I really appreciated is like, actually, I think Lara came to me like later the quarter and she was like, I don't think these times are accessible to international students and we're not looping in international students, which is true because I was running on like uh, Pacific time. And I thought that was like something really like amazing that she felt like comfortable enough to like tell me that and like advocate for people in that way. Right. You know what I mean? Or they'll be like, take the space and make it their own. Like I can sometimes walk into something and be like, here's an agenda. I had a games or whatever. And they'll be like, okay, but we want to do this. And it's like, great. Like take ownership of the space that's supposed to be yours. I heard something very, very similar in a conversation I had with some first years from the community. For example, I feel like all of us have like a really positive outlook on how COVID has affected our freshman quarter. So I feel like we've all been like positive and like energetic during Zooms and we like try to interject and like, I mean, like, I don't know, I feel like freshmen typically feel like they're um, nervous to like interject with like upperclassmen, but with us, we're just kind of like taking the lead. We're like, yeah, like we're here. One thing I want to note that's like really funny is that like, we'll Zoom like really late at night, but it'll literally be after we had like MSU Zooms. We'll be like after the halakha or like um, board meeting ends and we'll just be like, so y'all wanna Zoom again? <laughs> and we'll just get on for like three hours and it's insane. Oh my God. This is Lara, the freshman that Maria mentioned had gone out of her way to support international students. I had the privilege of sitting in on a discussion between Lara, who is from Los Angeles, and her friend Mahmoud, who stayed on campus over fall quarter. From what I had heard, a handful of freshmen got really, really close before school even began. I was really interested in hearing how that came to be, but first, I asked them to introduce one another. Hi guys, this is Mahmoud. He is a freshman at Stanford University. He's from Delaware, but he actually um, likes New Jersey more because his family's there a lot. He has a sister who goes to Harvard right now. She's a senior and he's interested in pre-med because he really wants to go to medical school. So he's grinding away at chemistry right now. And he, mashallah, knows how to be really well. And also, fun fact, he's from Palestine, Iraq, and oh, I can't remember the last part of him. Enlighten me, Mahmoud. What? No, I don't even know. That was like, you know more about me than I know about myself, like, honestly. <laughs> this is Lara. I don't even know. She's like from outside of LA. She has a shoebox full of money 
and she's also Palestinian and uh, just like me so like you know we'd be like cursing at each other for like fun and games in uh, <laughs> Arabic <laughs> oh my god one time she joined the zoom after like she like showered or something and her hair was like wet and then she started like like putting it in like braids I don't know like if you know a lot about the Polar Express but she looks exactly like the girl from Polar Express when she does her braids like it's so like it's crazy like like I put like the photo next to you like I had my phone out like the next to Zoom I was like oh my god it was actually insane but yeah that's her doppelganger okay so now that introductions are out of the way and doppelgangers have been duly exposed how exactly did a thriving frosh community emerge in the Zoom era it all started with this little kid named Sammy, a little kid, like literally too. He's like 17, like me. He makes this group me for the Sanford like Muslim group. And I joined it and it was pretty like lackluster. Like it wasn't that like legit, but then like he sends like these went to meets of like times to meet like once a week, like, oh yeah, well, like um, let's meet over the weekend. It was a like, card because like we have some people that live in Palestine and like, it's just like the timing is were hard. And like we met once a week and like socializing wasn't very easy at first. Like we're all kind of just kind of like awkward and like we're all just like, <laughs> so it was pretty bad at first during Ramadan I remember I texted in the main group chat something I think they were doing like a huge zoom with like anyone that could join and I was like yo I mean like can y'all move it a little bit like that's a slog time or whatever but I like I said it because I thought people you know would understand you know what Ramadan was and I remember Fadis private messaged me and he was like, hey, like I noticed you mentioned if thought, like I'm assuming you're Muslim. And I was like, yeah, I am. And he was like, oh, you should join like this Muslim group chat that we have on group me. And I was like, oh yeah, of course, like, like send me a link. And so I joined and I remember like trying to like engage in conversation with everyone. And like the only people that were active were boys. So it was hard because none of these girls wanted to talk. And I was like, guys, hey, how's it going? And I remember they'd send like the Zooms um, to join and they'd, it'd be like awkward because like we'd be sitting there playing um, Scribble.io <laughs> and we would barely be talking. As the quarter starts coming closer to the start, like we start, start talking more to each other. And then we get like the active people from the group and like we make like an iMessage group chat. And then like from there, that's when we just start connecting and talking about like classes and like talking about everything, like sending memes and like, supporting each other and then like then we start zooming regularly and we start playing like among us and we start joining these msu events and these Merkez events together and like in all these we always see each other and like i know like it's bond and like i do this a lot and like sammy and like laura and like fadis and vera all of us and like aisha like we are all like always um when i pull up these events like i was like private message people or like people private message me and they're like looking cute mashallah like <laughs> looking good like uh and it's like and like i have like three private messages going on like when i'm supposed to be like listening that's <laughs> like it's been really funny since we had the common ground of being muslim and like islam itself um i think that was really cool because we didn't feel weird and like embracing our identity or like sending memes related to islam so it was really funny because like we would all relate to it you know and it was also really cool because the dynamic of having everyone from different parts of the world. We have one person who's Turkish, one person who's Chinese and Burmese. Um, a couple of us are Palestinian. Um, Mahmoud's from Iraq. We have people from Morocco, um, South Asia. Like, I think um, it's bands from um, Bangladesh. I'm like trying to remember the names, but like, yeah, like having everyone like from all the others, uh, from all these other places. And like, even in our like um, group chat name, we have everybody's flags in alphabetical order. 
yeah the diversity is crazy yeah just like emphasize like it's so cool we're all, we're all learning about each other's like each other's different viewpoints and where we're coming from and we've made like this very open-minded space how this community emerged seems to make a bit more sense an eclectic mix of first years from across the globe united by islam and also among us brought together by the markaz and msu but kept together on their own how did this meet or even beat expectations um, I wanted to like say something. I remember Lotto was like, she would make, used to make this joke and she was like, is it true that people uh, go to the MSU and they just get married or something? I was like, what? <laughs> I, was, I was so dead. I was like, what? Calling me out. That was like uh, some expectation there. But like, <laughs> I was expecting like, I don't know. I was like looking for like a good Muslim. Like that was something I looked at actually when like deciding between colleges was like the Muslim community. Because like, I know that's like, some place where I want to get involved in. And like, at first, not gonna lie, like, it was like, I thought it was lacking based on like what I saw. I don't know. I mean, like, not like lacking, like, obviously, like, it's a, it's not bad, but I'm saying like, I feel like other places like em- emphasize their MSUs better. Like, I remember we were talking once, like, uh, I think like Harvard funds their MSU to, or MSA to go to like Umrah every year or something like that. I was like, what the heck? What? <laughs> No, that, like, that's over the top though like that's extra but like <laughs> that's too yeah. much you can't yeah. give it a too much power stop <laughs> yeah so i was just like my expectation going in was like yeah i'm gonna have it but i don't think it's gonna be that like uh like prominent but honestly i learned that it's as prominent as you want it to be if you want to like like and make yourself involved and if you want to like make muslim friends it's very very easy and very very doable you just have to like like it wasn't even that hard. Like people just sent in like two texts a week to some group meeting. I mean, we made an iMessage group chat, and then like all of a sudden we're zooming every week and we're playing Among Us and we're talking about philosophical questions, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's been it's been great. Yeah, I would say personally, like my expectations, I felt like going into Stanford were high because my high school experience was not the best. And I didn't really like the people around me there. So I felt like I wanted to make new friends in at Stanford and like be able to have this connection that I didn't have with people at my high school. And so I think that's what like allowed me to like put myself out there more and like um, go to more Zooms and like talk to more people and like actually want to make friends. So I feel like we've actually been able to get along because we don't have anything like no there's no tension there even though me and sammy have a little bit of a feud <laughs> wait why why do you and sammy have a feud um <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke um but like i remember the after zoom chai there was a time where me sammy and this other girl aisha um who's also in the group chat were in like the breakout room and the question was what's your favorite food and he said chicken okay. tenders and we were all like come on now you're a person of color like you can't <laughs> can't be saying chicken tenders dog and so um it was just funny because like that we just tease him for that and like we go back and forth because then he makes fun of me but it's like all jokes like we don't actually like feel that way like, even in among us like we'll know we're not like the imposter but i'll be like no sammy's sus bro and he'll be like no bro lotto was sus bro did you see how she <laughs> it'll just be so funny have you gotten the chance to play a game of Among Us with these frosh by chance. A hundred percent. How is they're, that? They're them? wild because like, they're obsessed with this game, first of all. <laughs> I literally did not play it before I played it with them. I kept hearing about it, but I was like, I'm not doing this. But then they like got me to do it. And I was like so confused. I was like, 
what are these emergency meetings? Why is everyone running around? How did I just get killed? What is going on? <laughs> I still haven't been the imposter yet, even though I've played it with them all. And they just play it endlessly, like mm-hmm. rounds and rounds and rounds. But um, they're very like funny about it. Like they'll yeah. sometimes turn off their cameras so nobody can see like um, oh. their expressions. Like, like, they really play the game. Like the game <laughs> like <laughs> is super important. <laughs> yeah. And they're all like very like well-spoken. So when you see them, I'm like, am I at a like conference? And is this a debate tournament? What is happening when they're discussing who should, who's like killing or like who killed who? It's really funny. So Yeah, I, it's so funny because Laura said that she like invites her little brother to play with them. One of her brothers, his name is Danny and he's like younger than her. And he's like, uh, I want to say he's in like eighth grade. And he's like, he's just like this little energy ball. And like, he like, he comes, he plays Among Us with us sometimes. And he's always like, and he's always like Lara like shows us like on her Snapchat and he's like he's like Denny says he likes this person the most from our group or something like that. And it's like <laughs> it's like like the name of our group chat on iMessage is called the Denny Fan Club. Because <laughs> he's this little like he's so funny and he's like so cute. They love Danny so much. They love him so much. Like it's so great. <laughs> and it's funny because I feel like everyone's gotten to know everyone's like families in a way, you know, where it's like incorporated. It's kind of interesting, just this. <laughs> the zoom world that also actually that reminds me too there are i think a couple frosh who have opted to take a gap year but are still very much a part of this community the first person who comes to mind is sammy he's so oh my god okay yeah something about sammy he was the one who made like the muslim group chat on group me he's just so active on like social media and all this stuff like he made the spanish group me he made like like some like the main group me's and stuff like that like he's just like connecting all these people like all the time i honestly think it's kind of brilliant because part like we all know part of the like Stanford experience is like networking, right? And so he's like established ties into things where he like will come in frost here with like a lot of connections, I think, and just like had that settled down before like academics, you know, mm. get in. So I think it's a really great. He's also like a key tenant to the space. So we really need him. <laughs> but maybe coming in as a gapper isn't all that rosy. In ordinary circumstances, you would go through college in the same sequence as many of your friends. But in the Zoom era, So many of us, like Sammy, are proceeding through college on unconventional paths, blurring the lines between cohorts that only last year seemed so much more defined. So how do you feel like that's going to like impact our friend group since all of us are going to be older than him and graduate before him? Do you think that he'll still feel included? Do you feel like he want to be more friends with people that are gappers? How do you think that'll work out? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I feel like we're going to be closer to him than his friends low-key but because he might be in like a freshman dorm and stuff like that I feel like the it might become like uh we might become a little bit more distant but honestly like even with like this year like the I feel like he's in the Stanford class of 2024 except he's not taking classes like that's what it feels like because like he goes to the MSU events he like joins our zooms and he talks to us about our classes all the time like I even reached out to him for help with my math so it's like he's basically taking Stanford classes at this point like Obviously, he always has a place and like he's always going to be with us and we're always going to be like super close. But I think it's a possibility that like he meets some like, I don't know, other cool kids in the new upcoming class. But I think we'll be closer. I'm not going to lie. What does the future hold for this Frosh community and others like it? What are some expectations, hopes or fears as we inevitably transition out of the Zoom era and into a cautious, on-campus period that might feel a bit more normal. Keep in mind that Lara and Mahmoud answered these questions before we got news that they would officially come back in the winter.
yeah, I was gonna say, um, we've definitely talked about it. We're like, we're always like, when we got into campus, like we're gonna do this, like we're gonna hang out. But like, I don't know, like, you never know. Like, I know like, I've never had like, uh, I'm like made friends in such a way and like met up with all, like I've like been talking to them over Zoom for so long and like I've met up with them like on campus. Like maybe, maybe like we'll go to campus and like people find their own friend groups and like we'll, we won't remember each other, but I don't think it's like that. I think we're, <laughs> I think we're built different. So like, I, like inshallah, like this, um, I think we're gonna be like rooming together and stuff and like well not in the winter in the fall <laughs> but like our relationship is like too strong like bonds can't be broken now like we've just talked so much like i don't think like we know too much about each other now like when we are on campus like i think we're gonna be um having a good time i would say that i think on campus we'll actually be like pretty close we'll be like um i don't think we'll talk as much because i feel like on campus you can't really like join a I mean, if it's virtual, yes, but like if you're trying to like go to like a MSU meeting, you have to physically go to the Mudkas and like uh, go there. You can't just say, okay, click on to the Zoom meeting. So I feel like yeah. we might not see each other as much, but I still feel like we'll keep in touch and like uh, make sure, even if we like make new friends, we'll still like talk to each other and like um, have this connection because of how close we are. Like we know things about each other that I don't even think like my close friends know. What it really sounds like from my perspective is it's almost sounds like a supplement for a dorm community. Like mm -hmm. in a dorm community, you kind of have this like continual interacting with other freshmen and you can't really avoid that. You know what I mean? But it, it, they just kind of become your family. Um, and they're always your home pod. They're always the people that you come back to. And that was one of the biggest fears that I think a lot of upperclassmen had for the for this year's first years. It's just kind of like, where's that constancy gonna be? Do you guys feel like that was that constancy that you've kind of built that, been handed that? I would say, okay, so um, we actually have like the mentorship group that's like supposed to be the people you'll live with if we go back in winter, which yeah. was like, I think disappointing for us because we built such a like a great connection. We wanted to be able to like choose our roommates and be like, hey, like, but these are the people we actually like bonded with, you know? Because I felt like with the mentorship group, like it's, kind of like forcing a connection and like all of us are like different it, it didn't feel like we had anything to like bond over um people don't really come to the meetings and it's just kind of like mm -hmm. like there's a lag there but I feel like with us like we are so close and we talk all the time so I feel like we were able to um supplement like what you're supposed to have like in a regular college experience and still be able to feel like we made friends even though it's online yeah, I'd say like 100%, like the only thing that would be missing from that experience is that we're living together. Like, either than that fact, I think like we fill in all of the other like aspects, like, like there's so much we've like done, like talked about and like one time Lada tried to like jump and like she has no hops. So it was like, really <laughs> sad. like it's just like, like things like it's over Zoom too. It's crazy. Like you never think about like, like if this were like three years ago, like I was like, I would like, I was like, why are you telling me this like fake story? Like this doesn't make any sense, but like, um, but it's like this, I feel like there's so many things like we didn't even have to set like, like norms. Like we kind of already know, like the norms kind of got like inputted naturally. Like I don't even know if that makes any sense, but like, it's like, we know like when we probably have crossed the line and we know when, uh, how we should be respecting each other's beliefs. We're at that point where like we're open-minded and we can like talk and joke about anything, but at the same time, like we're still respectful of each other. And that's like, I think that's important. And I think that's exactly what the goal is of these, um, like these freshman dorm groups is to just like foster this like really good environment for people to thrive. It's been really awesome. 
I guess I'd like to ask you, like, how would you compare their experience this year as freshmen with your own? Like, how much of yourself do you see in them? And how much do you see that's like completely novel? It's like, oh my God, like, I didn't even think this was going to happen. Okay. The first thing that comes to mind when you ask me that question is like, I think that they're very like, okay, taking space as like Muslims. Like, well, but it's also at first I was like a little concerned about it because we would be in meetings that weren't Marcas or like MSU affiliated just because I was also in like groups with them or like tied them into groups. And then we'd be like, yeah, like, mashallah, inshallah, sister or something like that. And I was like, I absolutely love this. Like, I don't know if I could do this. You know what I mean? And which like <laughs> made me really happy. Something that I don't think that they, they have experienced yet because it's just like the nature of being on phys- like physically on campus and just things that happen is like, I feel like they're very like supported by like Muslim group friends. And like, what does it mean to like have to be like one of the only Muslims in a space or like having to like present that and advocate for that? I think that will be interesting. But since they don't have that, I think they have a very strong community and feel very supported in it. So I think that is like the key distinction. I think this is really wise, and certainly one of the through lines I've noticed in my conversations over the past couple months. It seems that while this Frosh community has missed out on the chance for a normal first year, it has also gained quite a bit in the way of a clear and vibrant Muslim identity. For better or worse, quarantine has offered an opportunity for Frosh groups to center around identities that they bring into Stanford, not ones that Stanford places on them, like Dorm Pride, for example. Perhaps quarantine helped produce a vocal, wonderful class of first years who identify with the MENA region and may one day fundamentally reshape Muslim life on campus in years to come. We're so prominent, like the freshmen, like, I think if we like kept this like bond, we could have like this MSU board takeover and like get this armor running and like, no, (laughs) but seriously though, like we also talked about before in our, on Zoom, we're like, yo, like what if we made like a Muslim house on the row? And like, cause like, I know there's the Hillel, the Hillel has their own house, but that's like, I'm pretty sure that's like a national organization so that they're able to do that. But we're thinking like, like honestly, like if we could pull it off. And so I was thinking like, Lara, what are your thoughts on like a possible Muslim house and uh, overthrowing the MSU board? (laughs) (laughs) Overthrowing the MSU board. Yeah, I think we have the potential for sure. I feel like we're the most energetic out of like anyone in MSU, I feel like we we just like to talk a lot. Like I remember Medium like mentioning like y'all need to like calm down. I need to like tell you who can talk at once because you guys keep talking over each other because you're so energetic and like excited to be there. And um, I definitely feel like we have the opportunity to develop MSU into something that we want it to be because I remember I think it was Rami. Um, Sammy's brother, he was telling me that, yeah, one of the classes only had like five Muslims. I know, I think Hassan said yesterday, we are like the biggest Muslim freshman class that has happened so far. And like each year they keep expanding and expanding. And I feel like since we have more representation now, they can't deny us and they can't be like, you don't exist. No, baby, we're here to stay. Big thanks to Lara, Mahmoud, and Mariam for contributing to this story. Thanks also to Cassie Garcia for feedback and revisions throughout the entire season. Not so sure if there will be another episode this season, but hey, there might be. Yes, I used Animal Crossing music in this episode. Fight me. That's all for now. See you next time.